0: There's something going on in SEO that is blowing everyone's mind, and I'm sure you know about it as well. And that is SEO is dead, right? Well, at least that's what everyone wants you to think. I mean, you can't turn on YouTube at all nowadays. You can't turn on a podcast. You can't turn on a blog at all without someone screaming at the top of their lungs that artificial intelligence is going to get rid of SEOs completely. And that there's pretty much nothing we can do about it, right? I mean, AI, where it is right now, is at its infancy. It's it's only going to get better with time. So if you really believe in all of the hype, why even try? Well, in this episode, that's what we're going to talk about. I want to give you a few reasons for you to keep your mental health healthy. There are some things that are going on right now that are beyond our control. But if you just fall into... The rhetoric of what everyone is saying, you realize that it's probably not, we're not in as bad of a situation as you might think. Let's talk about it. What's up? My name is Chris, and welcome to another episode of the Blogger Evolution. Here we talk about building passive income streams that work for you, so you don't have to. So if you want help to build those streams, consider subscribing. Also, if you want help, hand hand holding help, step by step on how to build your own a passive uh, income affiliate marketing website or You know, if you've got a website going and you're struggling with trying to get the traffic right, you're struggling with trying to get the income right, go ahead, give me a try. Go check out oneblogaway.co. That's oneblogaway.co. There I have a free training that you can check out as well that shows you exactly how I was able to take this entire, you know, the the world of mess that we think that we're in right now, make sense of it and turn it into a nice dependable revenue. Be sure to go check it out, oneblogaway.co. I'll be sure to put a link down in the description. All right, so there is not a shortage of content out there telling us that SEO is dead. And I came across this really interesting article that I wanted to share with you. All right, so it's pretty important. And I want to make sure that you understand exactly what's going on because they, they laid it out interestingly well. Stay tuned. All right, so it says, and this is from a guy named Jeremy Schumacher, all right, this is what he is saying in his quote. He says, when I was in San Jose last summer at the SES convention, I attended a session which dealt with contextual advertising, which is like blogging for us. Right. In the in the panel was a guy named Jason Calcanus And when asked about SEO, he said to the audience that he thought that SEO was dead and I. I was pretty shocked, I meaning Jeremy, the the writer of this uh, blog post. He says, I was pretty shocked to hear this from a self-made millionaire announcing such a thing. He had a few naysayers in the audience point out how sites ranked better for their stuff now than they did ever. But Jason stood his ground on his SEO is dead stance. It's been five months since I attended that conference, and I would have to say that I agree with him. This is what Jason is saying. He continues to say the search engines are improving at such a rapid pace that you may be able to rank for X or Y. Number one tomorrow, but eventually you will get called out by Google or Yahoo. Now, that's kind of a scary, you know, quote. Right. And it kind of supports everything that we've been You know, hearing recently, you know, regardless of how we get our news, whether we're getting it from YouTube, podcasts, blogs, or whatever, Twitter, it doesn't matter. Things are just going nuts right now. And this quote kind of adds to that. But I did kind of, I was a little dishonest with you just now. That quote that I read from you, it wasn't from a recent article, like I mentioned. That quote came from an article on December 10th, 2005. Yes, you heard me right. December 10th, 2005. Back then, people thought SEO was dead. We're in 2023 right now. We're almost 20 years later. And SEO, it's still pretty strong. It's still going, you know, the way of uh, a great way to be able to make an income online. Billion dollar businesses are built upon what Google SEO can do, what SEO in general can do. Just take Google out of it. Search engine optimization is still alive and well, but that's not what they would have you believe. Now who is they? Well, they is everybody else who's making this content. Every other, like at least a handful of times a day. Because I'm in the industry, I follow a lot of the quote unquote gurus and people out there who are just trying to get clicks. And a lot of them are just saying that SEO is dead and AI is going to take over everything just because they want the clicks. I've even come across a couple of them who say, yeah, I just create the content because that's what people are clicking on right now. And to me, that's a little dishonest. You know, it it is because they're telling people that it's dead. Yet what they're doing, they're still building businesses using SEO. But the thing is, this isn't the first time that this has happened. I've been with dealing with blogs and SEO since 2015 or so, maybe more 2016. And even then, people thought that SEO was dying and was never going to become as big as it has. You know, we're eight years removed from then, yet SEO is still a thing. Websites are still popping up. People are still making a lot of money with their blogs, all using on the backbone of search engine optimization. But we can go back even further before I even got into the game. A lot of people will remember the Panda update in 2011 when Google went through and made sure that keyword stuffing, where you would just put a keyword a million times into an article and then it would rank. That's what people were doing back then to get their articles to rank. And it was working. But then in 2011, Google released a Panda update and they got rid of that. It no longer worked. In fact, a lot of people at the time were thinking, oh, my gosh, my business is dead. All of this money I was making businesses were flipped upside down literally overnight after the update. However, we're still here. Twelve years later and SEO is still a thing. This again happened in 2012 when the Penguin update occurred back then you used to be able to get any link that you wanted to and just point it to a website and it was going to automatically rank because that's what google was doing to figure out whether or not a website was good or not did it have backlinks but the penguin update actually started looking at those backlinks and then giving an internal score to whether or not these were spammy backlinks or not and you know what happened They went through them all. A lot of businesses again turned upside down overnight, getting hundreds of thousands of traffic to their visitors, of traffic to their websites to zero overnight. Businesses crashed. People were like, you know what? I'm out of this game. I'm never doing it again. And they left. And it's not just search engine optimization. This also happens in paid ads. Google did something very similar, uh, maybe 10 years ago with paid ads, where it was very easy to just get on the front page by spending a little bit of money. And then all of a sudden, Google seemed to make a big shift in not wanting to work with certain companies that maybe weren't spending enough money online. And what happened to them? Yeah, they ended up getting priced out their websites and their uh, uh, advertising accounts got completely turned off and people were no longer able, a lot of smaller businesses were no longer able to run ads online to get people to their businesses. And you know what happened? A lot of people left the game. They went and got a job. They went and did this. They went and they just completely gave up. But there's some people who kind of stuck around and was just like, you know what? We're just going to adjust. We're going to be an entrepreneur, which is what we are, and we're going to figure this thing out. Now, before we get back to the podcast, are you a website owner looking to make more money with your website? Well, look no further than Ezoic. Using machine learning, Ezoic creates personalized ad experiences for every visitor on your website, increasing the revenue while also balancing the user experience. I use Ezoic on my sites, and I think you should as well. And with Ezoic ads, publishers can connect with money making popular ad networks and exchanges, completely streamlining the process for getting ads onto your site quickly and with little intervention on your part. Plus, with AI optimization and mediation, bloggers and publishers make more money and keep people on their sites longer, which is good for your website's SEO. So unlock the true earning potential of your website by enrolling your site with Ezoic ads. Whether you're a beginner or a seasoned publisher, start your free trial over at Ezoic.com. That's E-Z-O-I-C.com. Now, let's get back to the episode. The whole idea of what I'm trying to express here is the fact that there's always something going on. The sky is always falling. There's always some type of weirdness that's going to completely destroy our online businesses as we know it. But here we are again, years later, decades later in some instances, and we're still here. We're still here. So what's going on right now? Well, I don't even have to really remind you of it, right? It's 2023 and 2022, 2023. And here we are, the resurgence of spun content, in my opinion. But it's artificial intelligence, right? Artificial intelligence is taking over everything, not just the blogging world. It's taking over music world. It's taking over, you know, uh, uh, it's it's allegedly replacing jobs. It's getting rid of a whole bunch of reasonings that we don't really want to get into right now. But the idea is this is just another thing that's going to pop up. The best way to predict the future is to look at the past. Now, what has been going on in the past? People figured it out. People adjusted and they kept trucking. So are we going to continue doing that today? That's what we want to be thinking. But what's really, you know, everything is being wrecked right now is people's mental states. Uh, This is very taxing. If you depend on Google search to get the majority of traffic to your business right now, you're probably pulling your hair out. Uh, Look, I have gray hairs. All right. And I mean, I like to think of myself as a young man, but there's just stress involved if you're going to be an entrepreneur. That's just the way that things are. So we're just worried that, you know, uh, Google is going to replace our websites. We had the Google conference that happened within the last few days. And people are like, you know what? This whole, you know, project magic that Google's coming up with is going to completely get rid of the need for organic search. It's going to completely get rid of the need for anyone to ever Google something because they can just think it and it's going to pop up the result that they're looking for. But let me give you a few stats. All right, I wanna give you a few things because I don't wanna just rant and just just go. I wanna give you a little bit of something that I've noticed throughout this entire process and what I've seen in the past with raw actual numbers. All right. Well, remember this, number one, Google owns 92% of search engine market share. Now, there's other reports that say that it might be uh, more in the uh, uh, upper 80s, between 85 and 90. But it's about, you know, in that area. Still, regardless, that's much bigger slice of the pie than what Bing is getting. It's much bigger slice of the pie than what Yahoo is getting, right? Google is still dominant, right? In fact, in 2022, just with Google search alone, the company brought in 162 billion, that's billion with a B, dollars just from people using Google search. So I want you to keep in mind at the end of the day, Google is not going to roll over. This isn't the end of Google. All right. They're going to figure this out. But then the idea is what's going to happen to us as niche bloggers? What's going to happen to us as content creators online? Uh, are going, to, What are we going to do now that Google might be looking at other ways to try to give people the results that they're looking for? Right now, people are just, I mean, AI is the new chic thing. It kind of reminds me of, of voice search. If you remember about two years ago, two and a half years ago, everyone was like, voice search is going to be the newest thing. You have to optimize your article so that voice search makes sense for it. So that when people are looking for it, they're going to actually have a shot at your website popping up and then getting the result. That was two years ago. And how is that going? It's, I mean, I try to ask my Alexa. You know, I don't want to say it too loud. You know, I had to try to ask Alexa something and you know what happens? I end up getting a pretty terrible result. And it's, you know, I mean, and if I do get the right answer, great. That's wonderful. But I mean, how many times do I need to ask it to get the result that I'm really looking for? Um, That was the new thing that was happening. Everyone said it was going to replace Google search. Google search is still there. Pretty still plain Jane, you Google the phrase, you go out there, you get ten, eight to 10 blue links that you can click on and then you go to a website. Look, uh, when you look at the Project Magi thing that's coming out as well, um, there's another problem with that. And the thing is Google's new search engine provides e-commerce results, right? So when people are looking for a product or something to solve a problem, to get out of a jam, I mean, what's to the, what's the stop them from going to a website to, uh, you know, or from not going to a website, I should say, because Google's just going to give, hey, you want the 10 best e-bikes on the, on the, in the, uh, that are available? Here are the 10 right here. Just click and go directly to the store to buy it. Now, for some people, that's going to be good enough. But I venture to say that for most people, that's not enough. If I'm going to be spending my hard-earned money on something I'm gonna need a lot more than just a recommendation from Google. And you know who I want that recommendation from? I would like that recommendation from someone who actually rides e-bikes. I want that recommendation from someone who actually has used that golf driver. And I want more than just what Google can give me. And I believe that a lot of people feel that exact same way. People want choice. If I'm looking for the cheapest laptop that's out there, Chances are I'm I'm wanting to make sure that my money is spent as best as possible. But if I get this immediate result from the AI that's just popping up, here's 10 of the best cheap laptops. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to click through and then I'm going to go still look at read the reviews. I'm still going to go to Amazon and look at the reviews that are there. I'm still probably going to look for a niche website and see what they have to say about each one. Because in the back of my mind, that instant result, I'm wondering, hmm, I wonder if this result was paid to be there, which means they're not the best. They just have the most money. People want choice. And as a result, they're going to continue looking around, trying to figure out if this is the best use of their hard-earned money. So I don't care what Google puts on the front page, all of the uh, snippets that are popping up, all of the e-commerce results that are popping up, that's going to steal traffic away from my website. Will it steal traffic away from my website? Yes, it will. I'm gonna be honest, it will steal traffic from our websites. However, in most instances, the people who are looking for quick answers and just wanting to click through, are those really the people that we want on our websites anyway? Usually not not really, right? We want people who want to dive a little bit deeper, who want to geek out a little bit more, who want to nerd out a little bit more on the topic at hand so that they can get and make a very good, well-informed decision. And with AI too, people are saying it's going to replace this or it's going to replace that business. It's going to replace lawyers. You know, I can go to chat right now and I can type in some stuff and get a, a, a you know, a well thought out, you know, a page, a contract, if you will, or whatever that I can give to someone and say, hey, here's my contract. But wouldn't it be wise to still get that contract and have it reviewed by a lawyer? At which point, what what did I really save at that point, right? If I got in trouble with that contract that I use, if I got in trouble with the medical advice that ChatGPT happens to give me, am I just going to say, well, that's what Google told me? You know, that's what uh, uh, the chatbot told me. You know, I use this, you know, lawyer, I I, sorry, I use this contract to get something. The contract falls through, I get sued. Well, I got it from ChatGPT. It must be right, right? No. You see, at the end of the day, people are still going to want to have things verified by professionals. And when we create our niche sites, we need to be professionals. We need to create brands. We need to create authorities within our space and continue building on there so that people can trust us. And when people trust us, that's the big difference right there. People still want human connections. And without these human connections, you're just getting this cold, what Google thinks that you're looking for, and just go from there. That's not going to work in most instances. That's why YouTube is such a big thing, because you can look at a person's eyes. You can look into my eyes right now, if you're watching this on YouTube. I'm in your ear if you're listening to this just on the podcast. And there's a level of trust there because I am trying to be there week after week constantly because I'm in this just like you are. Look, all of the real estate that is trying to be taken up when someone Googles a phrase and we look at those those screenshots from the Google IO event and you see that that whole front page is just AI stuff. It's kind of scary to look at because the organic results are way, way, way at the bottom. But here's the thing, there's very there's something very interesting about paid ads, okay, that are on the top. People mostly skip them and go straight to the organic results. In fact, I saw a statistic here that around 80 to 90% of people skip the paid ads that they might see at the top of a page just to go straight to the organic results. And I typically do that, and I don't even think about it when I do it, really. I might Google the best We were talking about e-bikes before the best e-bikes, you know, for climbing uphill. And I'm going to skip over those first couple of ones to have a big ad on the front of it. Right. And I'm going to go look at some of the organic results. I'm going to do a little research. I'm going to dig deeper into the first two to three, maybe four, you know, depending on how much money I'm spending, you know, into the first four or five websites just to see what other people are saying, get differing opinions. And then I can make a well-informed decision. Do you know what the CTR or the click-through rate is on paid ads? It's around 2%. Just 2%, which means that on a search phrase, 98% of people are not clicking on the ads. Think about that. They're looking for another result. In most instances, they're looking for a person who has already done what they're looking to do and wanting to get some information from them. That way they can make a better, well-informed decision, not just what Google spits out, not just what AI spits out on the front page. So the whole idea here is to not be so engulfed in what's going on in the day-to-day for AI. In fact, there's some of the more popular uh, uh, like niche pursuits. There's some popular podcasts out there right now that have now created a new show just to talk about the new AI news. And that's kind of nuts because they see that people have an insatiable appetite for it because it's such a doomsday scenario. But be careful because it's going to mess with your mental health. It's going to mess with the peace that you have. Sometimes I'm naive to what's going on. You can ask my wife. That's just the way that I'm wired sometimes. But sometimes being naive to the world around you helps you to stay focused on what's going on right now. At the end of the day, everything that we see online is a distraction. We need to get to the point to where we stop consuming content most of the time and start creating content most of the time. One of the things I always tell students within one blog away is that if you wake up in the morning and you work on your business and you did not create a piece of content, you probably wasted your day. You need to create more than you consume. And by doing so, we can kind of protect ourselves from the mental anguish that a lot of this content is really the fear mongering when you really think about it. Every time I pull up, SEO is dead, Bl- niche sites are dead. Is, is it gonna work anymore? What are we gonna do? You gotta, I'm tired of it. And I'm sure you're tired of it too. So what are some things that we can do to insulate ourselves? Because I don't want this whole episode to just be, you know, uh, I'm, I mean, it's a rant. It, it really is a rant and I appreciate you sticking around, uh, but still. This is a rant, and if you want to get, I want to make something more actionable. If you want to get out of this funk that all of these content creators seemingly are putting us in, there's a few things that I'm doing, and I'm thinking that, you know, other people who would like to do it as well is probably going to help your mental health as well. Um, One thing that I do is I use a service that's called brain.fm. It's brain.fm. I'm able to put on headphones and just focus on one thing. I turn off things that are going on around me. Every alert that pops up telling me that SEO is dead, I ignore it and just move on. Um, I see it, I know that it's there and I will listen to it a little bit, but I'm not gonna let it dominate my entire day because now I'm not gonna get anything done. That's not the point. Love this. So I use Brain.FM to plug in and play some music in the background where music that doesn't have any words, but there's some brainwave things that are going on to help keep you focused for a certain amount of time. I've been doing that. It's been working amazing. All right. We're not a sponsor of them or anything like that. You know, it's what it is, what it is. Um, I will have a link down in the description if you do want to go check it out. However, it's very cheap, but it is a very, very good thing to do. Um, also we need to, now the things that we need to concentrate on, in my opinion, is going to be more along the lines of transactional keywords. So if you're going after strictly informational keywords, which is fine, you need to still have a more monetizable angle coming in. Otherwise you're probably going to suffer if your whole business model is just to run display ads. And one of my favorite ways in order to go after these transactional keywords, obviously affiliate marketing. So when we say transactional keywords, we mean best of type keywords and review type keywords. And we know over the last couple of years with all of the updates have been, that have been coming out from Google, seemingly, you know, Google is attacking, you know, a lot of these types of websites that do nothing but reviews, but we need to build more balanced websites. For my websites, I'm going about a 65-35 split, where 65 informational content, 35% uh, transactional content, best of reviews, et cetera, things like that. So because I'm having a nice balance, that seemingly is working decently well. I'm trying to cover and create more authority in specific spots. Instead of um, starting with a new website and then having you know 10 articles in this category, five articles in that category, seven articles in that category, I'm working on one category. And that one category is going to include 10, 20, maybe even 30 or more articles. And then I move on to the next one. And then move on to the next one. And then move on to the next one while I build out an entire site. Getting this topical authority and showing Google exactly how, what or what my website is about, it makes it very easy for them to rank those articles. Um, one tool and one actually training that I've been using that has been amazing so far has been Topical Maps Unlocked. I'll be sure to put a link down in the description so you can go check it out. I have a review on my website, bloggerevolution.com. But it is outstanding and it really clarifies a lot of how this topical authority actually works. Another thing that we should do is to remember that people are lazy and they would rather not work if they don't have to. And when it comes to these prompts, you know, the Google, the, the prompts that we need to put into these AI tools in order to get anything out of them, always remember this from a programming, uh, a specific way of looking at it, garbage in, garbage in, Garbage out. If I put in a very poor prompt, I'm going to get a pretty poor result as a result. So, in order for people to really adapt to using AI, they're going to have to get pretty good at prompting it for what it actually needs. Now, we're not saying, or I'm not saying, that Google and Bing and, you, and ChatGPT and these search engines, they're not going to get better at it over time. They're going to be able to determine what people are actually asking for and give them a result. But I can't tell you how many times I've searched for something and I really just needed a quick answer and then they give me the history of it. You know, I don't need that for that quick answer. But if I did need to dive a little bit deeper, it would be nice to have. So at the end of the day, I don't know if people are going to adapt to AI content as quickly as it seemingly is going to be. Um, I don't know if people are going to get used to it. I mean, if we think about the actual experience of Googling something, it's very plain, it's very quick. You type in a few words, you look at the results. If you didn't get a good result, you just type in a couple more words, and you try to get some better results. You click on the website, you go through them, you look at it. And if you find your result, hey, everything's great. That's why people use Google in the first place. It's because they can get the quick and fast answer to their results and, and then keep moving on with their day. So when we are creating content, we still need to do that. We need to create content that answers the question specifically, but then invite people to continue reading the article, and then we can pitch other stuff within our content. At the end of the day, another way that we can insulate ourselves is just to realize that what places like Google and them are using, is that they're using these new advancements in technology to really make the experience better for the end user. So we have to do the same thing with our websites as well. Uh, Google's really good at what they do. They are uh, not really just Google, but search engines in general are pretty good at what they do, uh, at least the bigger players that are out there. If I Google how to dunk a basketball, right? Um, I think if I put that in, I'm going to get over 115 million results. That's a lot of results to sift through, right? But what am I going to typically get? the top 10 or the top eight to 10, maybe a YouTube video here or there, and I'm going to get the answer to the question of how to do it. And I was able to do that pretty quickly, even though there's 115 million results out there. All of the Google um, updates that have happened in past years, that's happened in the past year or two, seem scary at the time. It seems like you want to just fold up and quit. I know some you know, content publishers who have just washed their hands of it and then moved on with their lives which is fine, that's just, it is what it is, and that happens. But the results on Google are getting better. The content is getting better on Google. In fact, everything that we always hear from people when it comes to creating AI content, what are they saying? You you gotta create content that's better than the AI. You gotta create content that is going to give a personal experience. You gotta give content that is going to actually create a connection and help people. Once you do that, then you're going to naturally separate yourselves from this AI revolution that's going on right now. That's going to continue to work because people like to deal with people. And if we can keep that connection going, we're gonna be fine. When it comes to niche selection, when we're choosing a topic for our blogs, Some people are pretty good at just choosing whatever they want because it's going to make a lot of money. I've never said that from the very beginning, you need to choose a topic that you enjoy that you are already doing the research on if you were just doing it as a hobby anyway, but now you can get paid for it, right? I started a golf blog pretty much for the sole purpose that I can write off going to play golf. But now because of that experience that I have, I can monetize that online, That's what we have to do. We need to jump into niches and topics and uh, make sure that what we're doing, we're enjoying it and can actually infuse that into the writing on our blog posts. Whether we're using AI or not, we still need to step in and give that human connection and let people know that it's a real person on the end of this. Now, from Google's perspective, they need to figure out a way to make sure that it's a human that's creating this stuff. In fact, in the I.O. meeting that they that Google had, they mentioned that they're probably going to start tagging AI content. So when everyone's using the exact same GPT-4 format or GPT, whatever number we happen to be on when you're listening to this, Google is coming after you and they will continue to come after you. Now, does that say that your content won't rank? <laughs> no, it'll still rank. Excuse me, it'll still rank, but how long is it going to rank until someone who actually has some experience, until someone who actually has some skin in the game, who's actually putting real life situations within their content and putting it out there comes and leapfrogs, leapfrogs you eventually. Google's doing everything that they can to make sure that E E A T or eat, or however you want to call it, the experience, the expertise, the authoritativeness, the trustworthiness. They want to make sure all of these things are coming together, right? And if they're all coming together, then they can confidently promote a site. So we need to do things that are going to help us promote a site, right? I just recently released a new masterclass within one blog away, that's CEO, so be sure to go check it out. Um, One of those masterclasses talks about how to build proper eat on your website. This is brand new stuff, by the way. I show step-by-step how to do it, so be sure to go check it out, oneblogaway.co. Another thing that's going to become very prominent, and I even hate to admit this one, but it's the fact that backlinks are going to still be a thing. It's seemingly Google was trying to get away from backlinks as much as possible, but then this new AI revolution is going to turn that upside down, right? Because the best way to figure out whether or not someone is trustworthy is if they have a good backlink from somewhere always remember this as an SEO, if it's very easy to do something, it's probably not the best way to go about it. Do things the hard way because that's what Google is going to be figuring out. How do I know that this link, that this article, that this topic that this person is writing about on their niche site is a real person? How can I distinguish them from just a computer, someone pressing a button and the article just appearing? There's going to be some short-term wins for people who are doing it that way. But if you want to build a sustainable business, the number one thing that we need to do as niche site creators, as bloggers, as authority site creators, is we need to build a brand. The brand needs to be something that's bigger than just us, right? It's got to be bigger than just the website itself. You need to find a way to, as Russell Brunson ta- as uses in Traffic Secrets, take traffic that we don't own, You know, whether it's from YouTube, whether it's from um, our podcast, whether it's from uh, uh, Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or whatever, take the traffic that we don't own and turn it into traffic that we do own. And how do we do that? By collecting contact information from our people, from the people who follow us. And as long as we can build up that email list, as long as we can build up that Uh, whatever ways that we're trying to uh, get contact information from people so that we can contact them outside of these social media platforms. It's the best way to continue building up a business because now we're going to be diversifying the traffic that's coming to our websites. If you have a list of people that we can email at any moment and just say, Hey, this is where I am now. It doesn't matter what happens to social media traffic because our businesses are going to be insulated because of that. So we need to build a brand and come up with a lead magnet and start collecting some email addresses and some content information from our followers so that they can truly see exactly who we are and continue building a brand around our businesses. When we can build a brand, when we can be unique, when we can diversify our traffic, diversify our income sources on these websites, you can really turn a brand into a money-making machine. As long as search engines exist with the sole purpose of trying to provide the right answers to people, there's going to be the opportunity for us to create something that's going to be optimized for that experience. That's just the way it is going to be. It's going to always be relevant no matter what's going on. So for your mental health, SEO is not dead. Is it changing? Yes, but it also changed 20 years ago. It also changed 10 years ago. It changed five years ago, it changed last year. We just need to adjust. We just need to keep pushing forward and not give up. So what are your thoughts on what's going on with SEO right now? Let me know down in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube. Otherwise, I want you to go check out oneblogaway.co. That's my uh, new community that we have. We have some people in there who are actually getting some pretty good results and they're able to have the opportunity to work with me one-on-one, oneblogaway.co. I know i mentioned it a few times, but it actually is kind of fun. I, I do enjoy helping people within that community. Be sure to go check it out. There's a quick little 20-minute video that you can check out, see if it's really right for you or not. But um, I believe it is. If you're if you made it this far into the video, it's it's gonna be right for you. Go ahead and check it out oneblogaway.co, and I'll see you in the next episode. Adios.